Well, welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I am stoked to have you, first off, because I like to eat. Um, so I have things I want to pick your brain about in that arena. Mm-hmm. And also, I have been to Machete before, and now you're opening up Yokai, which I'm a lover of all things Asian food, so I'm mm-hmm. stoked about that. My first and really only question to, to kick it off is, why Japanese food? Um, well, for one, and, and like one thing that... We have to figure out how to clarify this, but like, for one, we're not a ramen shop, yeah, or we're not claiming to be a ramen shop, um, and we're not really even claiming to be like a Japanese restaurant. Um, it's inspired by a Japanese izakaya, gotcha, which is kind of your like. It, I really don't want to relate it to like places we have in America because it's just not the same, different, yeah. But it's that more casual, affordable place that like all of the you know middle class they get off of work they want to yeah. have a drink and get some food that's not gonna you know kill their wallet yeah like that's an izakaya yeah and you know typically izakayas will have very wide ranges of food that they serve a lot of them will have a lot of american food really yeah oh yeah, yeah. Like potato salad a lot of mayonnaise I mean, heavy yeah. stuff <laughs> um and then a lot will have like a full list of ramen bowls you can get gotcha so that's we're kind of going for that like we're very much, you know, Asian inspired. Yeah. But like we have tater tots with queso on them. Oh, on the yeah. Menu, I mean, you know, like we're not, we're not claiming yeah. <laughs> to be anything traditional or, you know, we're, we're really just having fun and putting a lot of the flavors we love together with techniques that we love to use. Yeah. I, th- I think that's killer. And I, I think that Greensboro can use more of that. Mm-hmm. And I, was trying to think of even machete for instance like i don't know of another restaurant around here that is going to offer that same type of feel yeah the the combinations that you put together and the the type of food which again for machete in my viewpoint isn't uh put into a narrow box either it, it seems pretty broad as well yeah it's it's really cool to me as someone who could not cook i not kidding couldn't boil an egg until five maybe six years ago now yeah it is stunning and the only thing that i had seen of like behind the scenes actual chefs cooking is going to be in movies and tv shows and stuff like that yeah i'm a highly anxious person and really i would have known that seems like the most high stress anxiety inducing job ever (laughs) lately lately yeah it's really yeah been present and you're opening up and i mean that is a huge deal. A whole new business, a whole mm-hmm. new thing to run. I saw that you guys were, as per usual, issues with city liquor license and all of that fun oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The whole the whole gambit of perceived problems, but it really is kind of run of the mill. Yeah. Used to dealing with it type of stuff. How do like when you have to cook at home after you leave that stressful environment? Is that relaxing at all, or is it more work? No, I mean. My fiance does most of the cooking at home. She also loves to cook and she's an amazing cook. Um, and she knows that, you know, it's kind of the last thing I probably want to do. Yeah. Sundays or Mondays are more my day to cook because I'm like, I've decompressed from yeah. the week, you know, and I'm like, let me cook something that's like comforting to me, you yeah. know, like Italian or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, last night I got home late and i think i just put together like the quickest sandwich like i could shove in my face exactly yeah um because i like i knew that i physically needed to eat Mm -hmm. from just not having time all day um 
and obviously I wasn't about to like dirty up the kitchen and right you know, have to go through all of that an hour you know I just want to sit down yes so. yeah and I I hats off to you because that I could never I I'm still stressed out just cooking for me and my fiance like it the pressure is real and yeah. it I'm still so extremely new like with techniques and things like I realized what browning meat actually meant about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, we're talking bare, bare bones here. Yeah. And it's really cool to see the amount of skill that goes into even just a small plate. Yeah. And the fact that you have to perfect that and make it repeatable is my nightmare. <laughs> that seems like just, I would wake up in the middle of the night freaking out about a sear on something. Yeah. I, I really, baking has kind of been easier for me, weirdly enough. Okay. Just because, to me, it makes more sense. Recipes, it's like kind of improv and you can do whatever. I hate mm. that. I want you to tell me exactly how much, yeah. weigh it in grams, how long I'm cooking yeah. it. When any recipe says cook until done, I'm like shaking. <laughs> how did you make, well, I guess you didn't make yourself, but how did you start to get more confident in that arena have you been cooking forever it feels like now really <laughs> um i mean yeah like i when i was younger like still in high school or whatever i used to love just like grilling yeah marinate chicken and grill it i love i loved like taking over a lot of that yeah for the family um i think my confidence level just kind of grew over the years as you know i was validated for my cooking mm -hmm. you know like people people saying how like your, your food's good. amazing, you know, like yeah. it's very validating and it, and it makes you, it keeps you from constantly like second guessing yourself. True. True. Yeah. I, I, I love when that happens still. And because for me cooking anything more than hamburger helper and it's being successful is mm -hmm. like peak of Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to watch other people learn that too. I think especially when like during lockdown, everyone decided to learn how to make bread suddenly. Yeah, and, like the banana bread yes. and the sourdough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed kind of seeing a collective culture that had gone so far into like supermarket and fast food, mm -hmm. realizing like, oh, these skills are important. Yeah. Like being able to cook for yourself is kind of a life and death skill. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it, what are you going to do should a scenario like that happen? Yeah. And that is when it really kind of hit for me like, oh, this is this is like an important adult thing that I should probably have a little bit more um, breath on. And it's it's still something that I see. And I went down a deep dive rabbit hole as one does into because you start to learn how to cook. Then you start to look at ingredients. Then I'm on regenerative farming websites and trying to find local mm -hmm. beef and that whole thing. I love that higher end restaurants really focus on that, the ingredient cultivation and yeah. really having those relationships. I wonder if that's ever something that you're running into issues with because not a lot of people are really doing that and kind of taking their farms forward. So, I mean, we, you know, we when we started Machete, it, it was very clear that, like, yes, we're a farm-to-table restaurant, mm -hmm. but the farm might not always be local. Yeah. Like, our kind of whole thing there is, like, let's source the coolest, most unique, 
best ingredients. Yeah. Um, if we can find them locally, awesome. awesome. Yeah. But like, you know, we want the best stuff. Yeah. Um, we want we want to show people and introduce people to to stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our stuff is local. We do support like um, Harmony Ridge, which is one of our biggest weekly orders you know we get all of our eggs stuff like that from them nice, yeah. we go through a lot of eggs um we'll alternate between like local beef and like the australian yeah that we talked about yeah just depending on what we're feeling for you know a new menu yeah um but yeah our, our so- sourcing is probably one of the most stressful <laughs> parts of my job is just figuring out and and also lining up mm. a consistent schedule to get that product right. you know yeah because you guys are on a seasonal rotation basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, again, like, I can only imagine, like, you need this specific ingredient. And, oh, well, the farm's out or the crop didn't do well, well this it's year. Like after COVID, it's, I mean, the whole supply chain Ugh. is messed up. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, all I, you know, we, we plan well in advance for things to just get messed up. Yeah. We know it's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll be guaranteed something, for example, like Australian Wagyu strip loin. Yeah. I'll need this much every week until the menu's over. And then it's like the first week. It's like, sorry, chef, we're we're out. We're Ugh. waiting to restock. It's like, so now I don't have like. Half your menu. Yeah. <laughs> your big anchor. Yeah. yeah. Do you see a way forward to, to, to show smaller farms that it does make sense for them to carry and or reach out to restaurants themselves to try to be a supply chain? Yeah, I just think, you know, it's it's going to be tough for a lot of local farms, too, because it, just like the restaurant industry, they're having staffing issues. Mm, yeah. They're overworked. Yeah. You know, Underpaid. they can only do so much. <laughs> Each person can only do so much, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like if if they're not compatible with with sourcing for you know major restaurants yeah you know they they might be more compatible just for like having a little shop you mm-hmm. know home cooks exactly and you know a couple pounds of meat at a time versus yeah. you know 100 pounds a week yeah exactly yeah i i look forward to trying to cultivate some of that myself where we're building a house on a crap ton of land that we got lucky and found in eden north carolina mm-hmm. So I really look forward to being able to support local farms like that and buying half a cow and yeah. a pig from them and being able to know that I I can support them in that way. Because if we don't, I feel like that's going to go out the window, Yeah, especially with government funding starting to dwindle and mm-hmm. the generational thing and people are just not wanting to carry that on, Yeah, which doesn't make sense to me at all because that's like an ideal lifestyle in my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Farmers are becoming more and more of like a rare breed. Yeah. You know. Which is so sad. I I feel like that's one of the oldest type of jobs in America that feeds a large portion of the world, not just our own mm-hmm. citizens, but I I wonder like what other than just telling people to go to farmers markets, telling people to go and buy from their their local farmer or dairy or whatever. I don't know how to push it any more than that, other than I try to talk about it on here as much as I humanly yeah. can. Mm-hmm. But it is something where highlighting it for other people and telling people, I'm assuming your age right now, but I'm assuming we're in the same general age bracket. I'm 33 and 
trying to force my friends <laughs> and some of the people that are a little bit older, like, hey, instead of going to Harris Teeter and picking something up, like, here's Summerfield Farms right down the road yeah. or Rudd Farm or, you know, something that's close that might have what you want instead, like, just check there first. Yep. And I, I understand, you know, people, cost. high stress jobs, cost, mm-hmm. um, Local farms aren't open from nine to nine like a grocery store is. Yeah. The stock issues there as well, but I do think that it's inherently worth it. But ha- mm-hmm. trying to show someone value, I think, is the hardest job. It is. It is. I mean, that's how they get. You know, the bigger corporations get restaurants too. You know, they. Yeah. they you know, when you're when you're a restaurant owner and and you're also struggling post COVID and. Yeah you know, your labor costs is up, your food costs is up. And it's like, okay, I can get Summerfield Farms or I can, you know, I'm doing burgers, right? Yeah. It's just ground beef. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to notice the difference. Uh You know, I can get Summerfield Farms, but it's, you know, $4 more a pound versus this big, you know, big beef company, you know. Um, It's it's hard to not make that decision, you know, is is somebody who also needs to make money. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get it, but I mean that's kind of how they're weeding out, you know, local farmers. Is yeah. It's, they know, can outprice them. Absolutely. There's the long and the short Just of like it. Just like any other business. True. You know, any yeah. other industry, it's the same way. Yeah. Having to run a business and like justify prices to people. <sighs> and that's the thing too. <laughs> say we do put Summerfield. Say we put on a burger at Machete, and we get yeah. the Summerfield Farms or like the Apple Brandy, which is probably yeah. my favorite local beef farm yeah um and yeah it's going to be five to six dollars more a pound so i have to incorporate that price in my menu yeah and now everyone's leaving google reviews that our <sighs> burger our 15 dollar burgers way overpriced <laughs> that i can go to you know i can go to chili's and, oh and get my it for half God. the price it's yeah like, well you can you sure and, can and there's a reason for that yeah yeah and we could match that price if we wanted to yeah but then you know you're going to disappoint another group. The same shitty beef that they do. Exactly. You, know? it, you can't please everyone. No. Especially not. in the food industry because it's everyone has such specific tastes. I've got a friend that that works in the baking industry and she said, you know, she had tons of orders like 182 high holiday season and she got one person that left her a little bit of negative feedback and I was mm. like, "Girl, you everyone else loved it this is a personal taste issue has nothing to do with you but it is like you are a public business Mm -hmm. you rely on having good ratings on those type of Mm -hmm. websites and to have people complain about things that they do not understand the process behind we had someone (laughs) at yokai last night came in to eat um and then left at like seven, so busiest time mm-hmm. of the night. Yeah. Then they called the restaurant phone about twenty times. It, obviously, we were too busy to answer. Yeah. They claimed that they had paid for an item that they did not receive, um, and immediately left a horrible review. Oh my god. One star. Uh, when our GM called to rectify it, they both discovered that the guest was in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, and they yeah. had made a mistake reading the receipt. I bet. They didn't realize that their tip was why 
the total was the way it, well, was. it was yeah um and they ended up saying oh well that's my bad but they still haven't taken down the review that kind of stuff like yeah i am not a people person per se mm -hmm. so like thank god for you and you have a gm that can handle stuff like that yes because on top of all the stress that you've got going on in a restaurant dealing with human beings mm -hmm. i just I don't think that that's possible, and I wonder for even smaller restaurants where the executive chef is all of that at the same time. Yeah. I I don't know how you have work-life balance, <laughs> which I'm sure you've got a very understanding partner you have to. Yeah. And it it really taking a toll, stress levels from that, and just how do you not lose faith in humanity, I guess, is the... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I lost faith a long time ago. <laughs> and you're just good with it now. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. Going along with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I've done a lot of reflecting over the years and my fiance, I also have a, a son. He'll be one year on Friday. Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we got congrats a lot, to you. a lot going on. Yeah. Um, we, you know, she, she definitely is, obviously at home taking care of that yeah. part of life right yeah. now. So I'm super thankful. And she's been very understanding with the 15 hour days yeah. and, and just not really being able to be there. But when I come home, it's, it's a home, you know, I'm yeah. able to cut off, you know, yeah. a little bit, but I've definitely learned to pick the mental battles every day. And, sure. you and have to. really, I've, I've really gotten good at like learning the concept of, you know, don't stress about the things that you have no control over. Yeah. I mean, that's a major key for anyone's life. And it's, yeah, <laughs> I just, I did not, I refuse to be like, you know, the chef or the person that is 45 years old, you know, divorced Yeah, because they just had, they refused to create, you have to, yeah. you have to put in the work yeah. with your partner to create that work-life balance. Yeah. And if you put that off, you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be. And yeah. I refuse to be in that place. Unhappy, burnt out. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick your battles, you know? No kidding. Yeah. I, I think that that is a huge deal and something I see a, a lot of people struggle with. Mm. And you made a great point. I am a homemaker myself and I support my fiance and his job. And sometimes I feel like I'm doing nothing. But the fact that you articulated it pretty, pretty perfectly, you need a space to come home to mm -hmm. that is a home. Yeah. That you can completely relax. You don't have to worry about doing X, Y, or Z. You know that you're taking care of, your child is taking care of. I think that that is such a huge deal, especially for people that have highly stressful jobs. Mm -hmm. It is something where you can know without a doubt that you're going to have peace. And that that can be a heavy burden for the person at home, too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and not every day is peaceful. You know? Oh, God. I mean, With an almost one-year-old. You know, yeah. But I, I have to be emotionally present yeah. you know if she's had a really rough day and, sure and, and i get home and i've had a rough day you know yeah. but i've also got to realize that i'm not always going to be walking in the door and it's going to be you know, lovey dovey <laughs> floating on air yeah. and yeah but that's just part of the commitment you yeah know? yeah and that's life i mean you gotta lean on each other yes that's and the whole point of a partner a 50 50 no it's stupid no it's 100 100 <laughs> yeah and i wish that people could could understand that more but i think that we run into a culture and a generation of convenience mm -hmm. and if it's too hard i'll just go find someone else yeah that's kind of sad to me 
Um, I, I see that a lot with some of my friends and it's like, no, like you have to make it work yourself and they have to be on board with that too. You can't just be the only one and finding another human being that you're willing to do that for, Mm -hmm. it's like one in a million. It's gold. It is. And to, to have someone understand who you are as a human enough to be able to put their own stress and wants aside for a moment Huge deal. Huge deal. And I, I think that that gets left out of a lot of those conversations. Yeah. You need to set like a base level ground rules. Like, here's how I want to live my life. Yeah. How do you want to live your life? Do those go together and then go from there instead of just, oh, well, this is too hard now. Or I'm going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that you also have something really cool going on at Yokai. You are doing in-house spirits, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue what that means. <laughs> spirits is just alcohol. Just just liquors, basically? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, a lot of ABC stores are, you know, it'll say, like, spirits. Yeah. Liquor and spirits. Yeah. yeah Interchangeable. I mean, it's 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 another word for yeah. alcohol. So you guys you are know. fermenting your own. Well, no. We, we do um, – our alcohol program is really, like, sake, Japanese gotcha. beer forward. Yeah. Um, we've got slushy machines. So oh, we'll do like yeah. rotating sake, like slushies. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's very much, it's very similar to like Machete's cocktail menu. Um, but a little less, you know, fine dining, a little more like casual, you know, we've got to drink with Kool-Aid. Elevated we've casual. We've got to drink with Kool-Aid. I mean, so very, that's a great idea. <laughs> very si- I mean, okay. I, I could be totally wrong though. Cause at Machete, we have a drink that tastes like a cheeseburger. So what? Yeah. Yeah, so what? it's like it's got like a mustard and ketchup simple syrup and it, it tastes like a Big Mac. I had no um, clue. I I don't drink personally. I used to and I've lost that privilege if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I that's really intriguing to me though. And I saw that before you guys had your liquor license, you were doing a lot of like mocktails and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. We had to. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. We had to offer something, you Yeah. Know. Are you carrying that over now that you do have the ability? We'll always have mocktails. Okay. You know, gotcha. we, we definitely want to provide for people who, who choose not to drink for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so we'll always have that option. And we've talked about always having like one of our slushies always being non-alcoholic yeah. for kids. Or, exactly. You know, whoever. So yeah. do you have a lot more kids coming into Yokai so far? Not lately, but it, I mean, it's hard to tell too. It's so, it's so early. Yeah. True, true. Early in. Yeah. A lot of people also wait for the initial rush of yeah. the opening to like peter out. Come in, yeah. Know, so, and you're open Thursdays, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, my fiance's birthday is tomorrow. I'm gonna try to convince him to to leave our home and to go out into the world. And I want to try yokai, obviously. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna push for that. And we're both big. I mean, just any type of Asian food. Like my go-to comfort food now is like a tikka masala or a curry. So I oh, yeah. give me anything like that and I'm going to be a happy camper. And I've peeked at your menu a little bit, but I don't want to peek too much because I want to to be yeah. there and enjoy it and not have preconceived like, oh, I want to order this because my anxiety tends to tell me to do that, to search the menu before I go somewhere. Definitely get the donuts. I've seen a picture of those. And you those have to try killer. the fried chicken. I mean, that's, I mean, of course. I, I think that's going to be more of our staple than the ramen is. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. Have you gotten any feedback so far? I mean, people love it. 
That's killer, dude. I'm I'm so excited. And your location is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to like place it on a map in my head, but I'm directionally challenged. It's it's in almost it's in this little underdeveloped section of like north downtown going yeah. into Fisher Park. But okay, yeah, yeah. Totally like with neighbors opening up right there too. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, we're right in that little area mm-hmm. and and we have this vision for that area. I mean, it and it takes, you know, a couple of good places to inspire yeah. other local business owners to do something. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah. I, I think we're we're gonna see a lot of growth in that area, especially with Tanger Center. I mean, it's like a, ha- it's like yeah. a one minute walk. That's so. I think that that has done a lot for downtown too, especially after COVID when we saw a lot of people have to leave, mm-hmm. um, which really sucked because Greensboro is like a a small big city, and to see a lot of empty storefronts down there just really that was rough. And even spilling out into the, some of the smaller areas, I would love to see. Not that I'm trying to pitch you because I have <laughs> no leads on this for you at all. But since we're moving to the middle of nowhere, mm. uh, we would love to try to convince eventually somebody to make some kind of investment of time and space there to to have something different because there's a lot of people moving back home that grew yeah. up there. And in our age bracket, I see a huge audience for that. And selfishly, obviously, I want something there as yeah. well. Uh, Reedsville's pretty close. Danville's mm. right up the road. They just opened that casino. I think even putting yeah. something in Danville, they could use it because they don't have much right now. Mm-hmm. And having like being able to see that investment back into small communities, which even to me, Greensboro is still one of those, uh, is is really important and takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So thank you to you for continuing to to try to broaden the horizons down there. Um, I think it's really necessary, and I look forward to to eating there as well. Yeah, I mean, we just we want to bring things to Greensboro that like we love to go to when we go to like a bigger food city. Yeah, you know? like like I really cook things that I wish we had right here in Greensboro. Yeah, you know? like the places that I seek out when I'm going to Nashville or Charleston yeah. or Asheville. It's like we want to bring that stuff here. Yeah, and and. <laughs> We should have it here mm-hmm. again. Like I, I think that this city is is kind of going through its own little mini renaissance right now too, and it's so important to keep people coming here and small families and er, like early on in their family career to move here, stay here, raise their kids here. Yeah, um, I see a lot of value in that too, and uh, you are definitely helping that out. And I hope that that more people will will come and hang out. I want to give you this second to kind of give us your hours, your spiel, anything that you want to mention about Machete or Yokai so that everybody yeah. that's listening can come. Yeah, I mean, as far as Machete, we're open um, Tuesday through Saturday just for dinner. Yeah. We open at 5, um, and I think we take reservations up until like 9 o'clock, uh, Tuesday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's up to 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, with Yokai, we're still kind of playing around with the hours that we – that we want right now we're kind of running a five till yeah schedule yeah so we just kind of fill it out and make a call when we need to make a call um eventually we want to get into the possibility of opening sundays um yeah. during the day kind of yeah. like a 12 to 7 shift um so we know there's a market for that already and for like sure neighbors is open sundays as well yeah and we're definitely going to try to like 
eat off of each other, you know, yeah. like send people to neighbors to get a drink and then come to us or vice versa. For sure. Um, uh, but yeah, for right now, it's like f- just five till. So yeah. I'd say five to 10, basically. Whenever everyone leaves. Yeah. Tuesday through Saturday. Um, and then I think down the road, too, we'll at least do some sort of like to go. Oh, like DoorDash, you know, whichever is the least bad of all of those. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Companies. Um, (laughs) The least evil option. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Killer. And is there, this is just for me, my own personal knowledge, is there parking adjacent? Machete parking can get pretty full Mm -hmm. with joy mongers right there. Yeah. And uh, luckily, Deep Roots doesn't mind people. you know, using that oh, parking lot yeah, yeah, for like yeah. joy mongers and all the local places. Yeah. Um, but Yokai, there's like 8,000 parking Always. spaces. Gotcha, I mean, there's yeah. street parking everywhere. There's, you know, last resort, there's the parking garage yeah. for Marriott. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd have to pay to get into that. But that's yeah. like, nominal. I don't see yeah. that being the case for a while. Yeah. Until a lot more stuff opens up over there. Yeah. Well, I hope that it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I Absolutely. appreciate it. And I will put links for everyone listening uh, down so that they can make a reservation, know where to go, and uh, look forward to eating there soon. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you.